Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. How are we doing today? If I was doing any better, I'd have to hire someone else to enjoy it with me, or however the saying goes. You ruined. You ruined my bit, sir. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're the one who asked it. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm glad you're doing good, both of you. I'm doing great. I am excited about today's topic. Well, before we get into today's topic, uh, what you what you guys been playing? Joe, you want to go first? I haven't been playing much video games lately, but I ha- I have Pokemon on the brain. Recently, I've been reading a lot, but I've gotten the, I've gotten the Pokemon itch, and I want to play Heart Gold again, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Dope. What you playing or what you reading? Sorry. <laughs> I my grandparents bought me some poem books for my birthday, and I'm looking at um Poe, so the Telltale Heart and all that. <laughs> well, I. I'm pretty excited because I recently got myself a uh, uh, HTC Vive Cosmos VR headset. I saw that. And ooh boy, has that been fun. I'm playing a lot of Fallout 4 VR, which is awful. Uh, (laughs) Definitely probably would have been better just to play Fallout 4 normally, but you know. I'm trying to get used to the motion sickness before I get the big games like Half-Life Alex and Boneworks. Dude, that sounds great. You know, for the most part, I mean, like, you got the headset. Yeah. So, so you have you already have, like, a, a good library of games to branch out to. Uh, me, myself, recently I've been on a roll with 100% completing games. I have completed Ghostbusters. I have completed Breath of the Wild and Dragon Quest all in the span of two days. So two days ago from this recording, and... You you, you did 100% of Breath of the Wild in two days? <laughs> no, that no, no. impressive. In the, in the past two days. Oh, so you, like, finished, you finished your 100%. That's pretty dope. And the day after I did Dragon Quest XI, I got everything. I was so happy. And to top it all off, I 100% completed Xenoblade Chronicles for the th- new 3DS XL. Nice, dude. Well, that perfectly transitions like it always does into what we're talking about this uh, today, which is the Xenoblade series. Dude, already I, I, I've been loving the Xenoblade Chronicles series for years now, and the, the definitive edition is coming out on your birthday, Joe, actually. May 29th? Yes, sir. Nice. And it's kind of weird that we're talking about this on the week of my birthday when it comes out on yours. But hey, it's like I'm celebrating you too. We are celebrating both of us. <laughs> on what platform will the definitive edition be on? Switch. switch? Yep. Just the Switch. Just Switch or PC? Just Switch. Switch, ex- <clears throat> switch exclusive. Very good. Yeah, and... The comparisons, I'm just going to start off with this. The comparisons between the original on the Wii and the Switch, vastly different. The graphics are, of course, more uh, high definition. The character models and the entire world of Bionis and Mekonis look the same as an art style with Xenoblade 2. 
and I am loving it. I, I heard recently that the original voice actors are coming back to replay their roles. Japanese or English? English. Because the English, they're to be desired. Let's be real here. What do you mean by that? Uh, the fake British accents of the first Xenoblade Chronicles game. Oh. I mean, the voice hey. acting wasn't stellar. Let's be honest here. You you have a point. You have a point there. But the story, as a general, I'm going to try to be not spoilery, you know. But the story, as a general, is pretty, like, it's pretty up there, you know. Great story. Yes. I think it follows a trend of, you know... For most RPGs, you save a bunny and then you kill God. You know, <laughs> I, I think it. I think it transitions well to that. I guess it's just like a little bit of a trope, but you know, well, what are you gonna I do think about they execu- it? Executed it very well. I think so too, and I think what I love about it is it's not like it's not a hundred percent that Shulk, the main protagonist, is. The chosen one. I mean, yeah, he is for whatever it is. Um, but it's also a story of revenge, loss, love. You know, all those type of things combined together to bring all these different characters to fight for the same cause. You know. I think the villain is it. Is his name Zanza? He is. Yes. I think he's a good villain because he kind of he wants what. Shulk has, honestly. True. He just wants companionship and he is delusional. Yeah, totally. 100%. I totally agree with you. And. I won't. Since you don't want to spoil a, an eight year old game, I'm not going to go into. Hey, listen. I'm waiting to play Definitive Edition so I can play it for the first time, and lots of other people are doing that too. So it's not spoiling an eight year old game, it's a spoiling a to be released game. That's true. And the main spoiler, I think, it's like it's similar to Final Fantasy VII. You know, there's a whole the spo- the main spoiler of that game. It's you know just like Final Fantasy VII. It's basically like you know, I'm not trying. Yeah, that. Um, and speaking of of the story, there's a new uh, epilogue in the, the in the definitive edition coming. Oh, it's strictly based on Shulk and Melia. In Upper Bionis, you know, uh, Alchema, Aerith Sea, with some new Napon companions. Sadly, Ricky is not in it, because I love Ricky. He is the best hero pawn ever, you know? Why is there no Ricky? Because it's just uh, a story for Melia and Shulk. Because they have like a little... Oh, okay. Because Melia has a crush on him, and he's like doesn't know because he likes his other girl. You know, like a little love triangle. But yeah, um... I've been trying to keep away from a lot of details with this new epilogue because I don't want it spoiled. And for veterans of Xenoblade, for people who have played it before, you can just play the epilogue as soon as you boot up the game. Like, you don't have to beat the main game to then unlock it. You can just do it straight up, you know? Why would you want to do that? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds... It's a good option to have, but I don't think many are going to actually do it. True, but, you know, some... Because... Some people like the game me. itself is a great experience with all the exploration, especially on the new platform with the better graphics. Oh, you're Why so Why would you not right want to experience that? I really, I can't wait to see Magna Forest and Satoru Marsh again. 
in high definition graphics, you know, because I, n- I never played it on the Wii. I played it on the 3DS and, you know, that's not great, but it was something. It was still beautiful on the 3DS, but just now it's going to be more beautiful. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just my favorite area is definitely Magna Forest, especially the music. Oh, my God. The score for the entire game. Just this. I'm excited for that guitar riff that comes in whenever Mr. Ole Level 81 Gorilla shows up. <laughs> uh, I think that's um, that's not immovable, Gonzalez. But regardless, the unique monsters, they look better than ever, badder than ever. The unique monsters uh, on my first playthrough are like really tough, to be completely honest, you know? They're, I think they're like good little uh, side bosses when there's a game with only like a handful of story bosses you know yeah oh definitely um and kind of speaking i wanted to kind of just shortly dive into that whole uh high level in entry level area uh thing that xenoblade does where uh i kind of like the gimmick that it has where because you're basically you're like what level five in xenoblade 2 i'm not sure for xenoblade 1 because i haven't played it but, like, you're really low level when you first encounter this, like, level 80-some uh, monster in your, like, entry-level farming area. And, naturally, you you die. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, most people kind of like, ah. But, like, at the same time, it's pretty... I find it to be pretty cool because it, like, really drills in your head right at the beginning of the game of, like, yeah, you're just some, just some pleb. True. <laughs> It gives you... I can see how that can turn people off. Oh, yeah, I can see that too. But uh, if you personally don't care too much for dying in the game, play a little bit of Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, wow. Then, then, then you're good. <laughs> for me, if it gives me like more of an incentive to level up. It like, gives me something to look forward to later. Because these monsters are, of course, a challenge in their own. They give you, at least in the first game, they give you skill points uh, to... Uh, boost your stats and stuff like that. They give you rare items, some things to boost up your arts. And speaking of arts, um, the battle system. I personally love it. It takes some time to get used to, honestly. Like, it's very different from traditional RPGs. But it's like a real-time thing. Like, there's no turn-based stuff. And you get to choose special skills that um, has a cooldown, you know? And is it like Xenoblade 2? It's it's similar, but not exactly. Like each uh character you play as in one, their art can have a specific um attribute depending on your location towards the enemy. Like Shulk's famous backslash does more damage while you're behind the enemy, right? Now yeah, yeah, yeah. those same cool. uh attributes are in Xenoblade 2, but uh, how how it differs is the addition to blades in Xenoblade 2. Like, the, the blades yeah. themselves have their own arts, while the um, driver has their own arts. And they can, like, swap in and swap out, especially in the DLC Torna, the Golden Country. You can play as the blades themselves, and you can play as a driver by themselves, and they switch in. It's like a cool little tag team type of thing. And that's how it uh, really differs from the original, you know? For me, the combat at first it was fun. Like I, I liked being able, or for, at least for Xenoblade Two, uh, I like being able to kind of combo together these moves, and then once you combo them all together, you eventually get those like elemental combo thingy madoodles. So real. Uh, 
and then like big explosion happens and you charge up your chain attack and suddenly you're just like obliterating this thing uh i found that fun for a little while but i kind of got a little annoyed once combat didn't really change at all or at least not too much like it changes a little bit with your blades but it's not like you you end up still just comboing arts together uh while trying to combo elements together and choosing blades that have the best combos blah 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 it, it ended up being like by by the end when i was doing the boss i was literally just like uh i i was kind of tired of the combat system at that point it's fun to go back to it's not really fun to grind mm-hmm. but that was my main issue with it i remember having to grind for all the blades and the levels and uh boosting up my arts and stuff in xenoblade 2 because I 100 percent of that one too. What really helped is that after you beat the original campaign for New Game Plus, there's the addition of um, auto battle. And I was already level 99 by then. So for the grinding, I just let the AI do its thing. And for the whole um, getting repetitive thing, that's like saying for any RPG that you know the combat system doesn't change. Like Pokemon, it's turn-based. It's like the same thing over and over and over again, and you know people love it. But I do well, understand it's not for everybody. I think it's yeah. it's pretty advanced for in most cases. I don't like the justification that you just kind of gave in a little bit, and that sure you may not like the combat system now, but wait until you're forty or fifty hours into the game, and then you can change it. I don't like that game's that kind of rationale. If it's not engaging now, then I'm not going to wait around for it to get good. And it shouldn't get good. It should be good from the start. You know? Okay. It shouldn't have to get good once I'm 50 hours into an absolutely massive, beautiful, but an absolutely massive game. Well, what I was saying with the combat in 2 is it's very interactive, I guess. It's like you always have to be paying attention to what's going on. You know? Oh, yeah. Even in one, even in Xenoblade X, and the chain attacks are vastly different comparing all three games. I mean, X and one are pretty similar, but uh, two and one, the chain attacks are like pretty different, you know? Like, for continuing the chain in one, you need to pick the right arts that have like similar attributes or that can combo into each other, like break, topple, and daze. And in two, you know, you got to get that uh, elemental stuff going, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, once again, I enjoyed the combat for the most part. I kind of got, I didn't enjoy the grind with it. But, uh, and one, one thing that really, ooh, drove me crazy with the combat, we talked about this earlier, is the, uh, the noise clutter that is combat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was playing the game in my living room, and, or I think my living room, and my brother, just kind of uh, strolled in, uh, and he's he's hearing my switch, and everyone's just going like hook shot, ha, spinning blade, ha, and just everyone's making anime noises and screaming, and my brother's just like, yo, what what is that? It's like, oh yeah, that's just that's just the combat, man. And he's like, that's is that is that not annoying? And I was like, you get used to it after a little bit, and he's like, I don't know about that, <laughs> and I was. He would this, not have liked one. Yeah, he, he would not have liked one. Uh, I think in one, it's like a lot worse than anything because they just uh, talk over each other more and louder, you know? 
and with less variety. Less variety, that's a fact. I mean, I can't... Don't forget about me. I can't tell you how many times in one um, I've heard, it's rhyme time, you know, or I'm really feeling it, you know? And in two... This I, is the Monado power. This is the Monado's power. <laughs> and in two, yeah, don't forget me. They they actually released a patch for that. <laughs> the guards. Oh my gosh. They released a patch because people are like, this is too annoying. So they're like, okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, as I was kind of looking up stuff for this, it ended up just being me looking at a bunch of memes. And uh, there's a video someone made where they're just walking around as, uh, I think his name's Tora, the Nopon that you could play as. Is yeah, man. Too. Yeah, Tor- it's just Tora walking through the, like... Uh, the base of these dudes and they're all just t- like screaming like don't forget me it's like <laughs> there's just like eight of them around him all screaming it at the same time it's terrible but i i i find it funny like to me it has a little bit of charm i think both i think all three of the xenoblade games have a lot of charm to them you know especially the first the first one and the second one x is like more technical like it's more science than fiction you know? Yeah. Right. But, man, I am super, super excited for re-completing, oh my god, re-completing the Definitive Edition for Xenoblade. Man. Uh, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm definitely going to get the game and play it. Uh, it's probably going to be interspersed with some VR as well, so it won't be like a commitment thing. But I'm still excited nonetheless, because, I mean... Uh, I have a friend, uh, or not friend, I've interviewed some Smash players, one of them uh, growing in the scene, his name is uh, uh, Uncivil Ninja. He plays Shulk in Smash Bros, but he's also a big fan of the Xenoblade series, and so I follow him on Twitter, and oh my gosh, just the one, how hyped he is for this along with so many other people, and two, how just entertaining all the memes are really like i don't even have to understand the game to enjoy the memes uh, i a memeable game has, has to have its good moments yeah there are plenty of good moments in the original xenoblade and i'm excited for the new ones in the epilogue and shulken smash he's a very technical character i keep trying to get better and better you know that's like the one character that i love that i'm like having a little bit of trouble of understanding how to play but i still love him nonetheless you know oh yeah dude he's fun he's all about switching them arts and getting in people's faces it's so fun true oh one little one little fact that i just want to bring up before we close this out in smash ultimate um for his for shulk's final smash it's a chain attack right but chain attacks in the first game are with three people they added a fourth one fiora it's fiora Dunban, Ricky, and Shulk. When I first saw that, I got like a little, a little confused. It's like, that's not a chain attack. Sakurai, I thought you were supposed to be like super accurate. But I do like that they, you know, mentioned Fiora. You know? They probably just want to throw more characters in. I totally understand. Dude, I still want Rex and Pyra in Smash. <laughs> please. Please. Sakurai, if oh you're listening. Gosh. I know there's five more characters for the upcoming DLC. Please, you know? Well, there's six, and one of them's a stupid arms rep. Yeah, but like five <laughs> others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you feel about oh, the controversy man. of um, the overly sexualized characters in Xenoblade 2? Okay. Uh, can I talk? Can I go first? Yeah, on this do one? it. 
Alright, so my big thing is uh, something I've talked about with other people with this game is it's not the problem with... I, I don't think... I think it wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't only females. And it, and it isn't only females in the game. You have a lot of guys who are also like that. But it's it's the fact that like there's like, f- like four... Four to five for every one, four to five girls for every one guy that are like this. That's true. And that that's the part that annoys me. It's but then again, it is also Japan, and that's sort of more normalized in their culture. I think I'm not sure. I'm not saying I know this. It's more assumption, but um, I don't know. It's a, it's just if they did it more both ways, I'd be okay with it. But since it's just one side, it's kind of eh. I I do think that Xenoblade 2 is more anime than one. So there's there's that going for it. And I remember watching an interview with the voice of Pyra and Mithra, uh, Sky Bennett. Sweet, sweet girl, you know? When she was talking about, like, the first time she saw these characters and trying to make the voice for them, she, she commented, saying something around the lines of, you know, it was kind of difficult to, to put relate myself to these characters mainly because I don't look like them, you know? And waifu material, yeah, okay, for sure. But take <laughs> take away take away the looks and you got a Pyra a very very sweet girl and Mithra a very passive aggressive but yet still caring woman, you know? Regardless, I I love them all the same, but yeah, you do have a point that there are a lot of over-sexualized characters you know more female than male but hey i still love the game nonetheless i think there are a lot of there are a lot of strong female characters in that game morag and sometimes their design doesn't really do them justice and Mm. there's even like lines of dialogue where it just calls attention to (laughs) you're not wearing any armor (laughs) yeah yeah i've noticed also torah also, Tora, please, I hate that kind of character. Please, no, stop including this type of character. But you Tora's, mean his relationship uh, with Poppy? His relationship with Poppy and how he obsesses over, like, every single female character in the game. I hate that kind of character. I mean, just yeah, the evolution. Yeah, anime. Just the evolution of Poppy herself, you know? Such a good character, and then there's Tora. Tora, <laughs> Tora, Tora's a special case. He's no Ricky. He's no Ricky or Tatsu. I don't know who those people are, but I agree. I think that whole trope of um, like anime, anime ishness of Xenoblade Chronicles Two is another example of just cultural differences. True. In which it's more acceptable. Yeah, you're not wrong. Just... I mean, regardless, I'm gonna keep saying this because I stand so strongly about it. I love this series. You know. I do too. Yeah. All in all, it still ends up being a fun game. True. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app, Eagle Radio Station, where we are live. Catch you on the next one.